Welcome to the pilot episode of The, the Chant. Chant. Impact's very own music and sports news podcast. What's going on, everyone? Hikaru Kudo, sports broadcast director here at Impact, alongside my partner in crime and co-host... Justin LaBelle. Not as impressive accolades, but I have a few shiny keys. Oh, yeah, and I'm also a radio DJ on the Impact here, so... Which is awesome, and we'll talk more about that in the you, shameless plug yeah, section. <laughs> there's a whole shameless plug section, ladies and gentlemen. This is only the tip of the iceberg. We are about to get into this, and I'm, I'm just excited. I'm pumped, too, but real quickly, before we get into the concept of stuff, I want to take like 30 seconds for the, each of us to like yeah. just discuss who the heck we are. Yeah, so, probably, because no one knows exactly. who we are. So, yeah. for me... Again, Hikaru. For myself, I am a first-year sophomore. You know, it's essentially one of those kids, nerds. Um, <laughs> journalism major, minor in sports journalism and broadcast mm. journalism. As you, as I said, yeah. I work here at Impact as one of the uh, directors. And then I also work at uh, Big Ten uh, Student U, Big Ten Network Student U, um, for all that fun jazz. And, you know, so that's basically my life. I do sports journalism. That's my life. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, my hobbies include working. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm literally here at Impact. Working, I'm, breathing oxygen. <laughs> okay, I work at Impact here all the time, and then I, you know, I'm also at BTN. So like, literally, that's all I do, and then I hang out with my buddies, and you know, like you. So is it safe to say you're a workaholic then? I am a workaholic. Do you enjoy being a workaholic? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's the right answer. Yeah, you but you know, test. but but it's it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Amen. Anyways, man. Justin, what about you, dude? Well, all right. So I am a radio. DJ here on the impact. I've been so since last year, I think, full time now. I think uh, I've been going, uh, I'll go into a bit more of my shift in the shameless plug section, but I'm a junior studying chemical engineering. So I have a lot of sarcasm built up from just long nights of doing homework. And uh, oh, yeah, I'm also the front man of a band that I run with my buddies. And it's fantastic. We are doing shows all over Southeast Michigan, and it's uh, it's just fun. I like talking about music. I've grown up on a bunch of music, listen to a ton now, and uh, it's it's just been a fun experience, man. Just listening to everything happening. And then now you get to talk about it on. Yeah, a... <laughs> and now I get to talk about it on like an official podcast. It's like insane. It's insane. So. Yeah. Speaking Just of another official notch po- on the belt, you exactly. Know? <laughs> Speaking of official podcasts, so yeah. So what's going on here? Exactly. So basically, it was it was both of our ideas about mm. maybe two months ago, and to basically have you know, there's you guys you guys out there, you guys love music and yeah. you guys love sports, and you know we both like music and sports. So combine yeah. it together, you know, do you know, multiply by two, divide it by two type of stuff. Okay, that's just uh, one. Or add two. What I don't know. Whatever. But anyways, <laughs> basically, I will be bringing. To sports topics every week, mm-hmm. you will be breaking to music topics every week. Yeah. Now news related stuff, so like something that's been going on in the you know the industry and stuff like that. And we'll get into that. You you guys will get the feeling of that real quickly. Yeah. Um. And then to keep it fair for both of us, we are gonna let Google decide the fate of who goes first every week by using a Google spinner, which we'll do before the show. So this week yeah, we you are. Won't, you won't have to bear with us on that, though. I will warn you, it does get intense. It if does. you end up seeing us somewhere around <laughs> the way, and you just hear us screaming for no reason, that's why it does. So, uh, so basically, we're gonna do the best two out of three because you know sports. Yeah. <laughs> so sports. this week, Google has actually determined music. So hey, Justin LaBelle's the lucky man here this Gosh, week. So aren't we all? Um, <laughs> we're gonna get started here in just a moment, but after we release this first topic from Justin, mm-hmm. we're gonna follow that up with uh, myself. My, uh, the second topic of the day is gonna be Michigan State basketball defeating Michigan 
and all the details about that. And on top of that, Big Ten Conference Awards. Five Spartans yeah. got Big Ten Conference Awards, and we'll see how that fits into the Big Ten uh, tournament as it starts actually later today, the day we're recording, which is Wednesday, March uh, 13th. Yeah, 313, man. So 313. <laughs> happy 313, folks. If you're listening on 313, if not, happy bleeded 313. <laughs> but after that, we're going to give it over to you. Yes, and we are going to be discussing uh, some pretty big music news here, but also a little bit related into the sports section here with the engagement of J-Lo and A-Rod, a two-year-in-the-making engagement, and uh, everything else that will be going on with that. We'll touch up a little bit on their past dating lives and everything else going on with them in the next couple of months. And then we'll throw that back to Hikaru Kudo for some Detroit Lions news. Correct. Detroit Lions free agency moves. As many of you folks know, NFL free agency stuff has started. Big moves for the Lions. Talk, go a little bit in depth about that. Talk some information along those lines. But mm-hmm. to get our show started, our inaugural pilot episode started. Yes. We're going to inaugurate this voyage. Crack the bottle over the ship here. Uh, or hey, just hey. drink some glass <laughs> waters Water. here. Wait, and, so wait, so am I, am, I, am I reading this right? Jonas Brothers, like, yeah, seriously. The, the biggest news out of I think these past couple of weeks here has been the Jonas Brothers reuniting. They have come out of their recent uh, recent separation to become basically a brand new band at this point. I didn't recognize them when I ended up hearing them, and it was just the best thing I've heard. This week, man. So, uh, I'll me and you will listen to this as soon as we after we're done with this. Oh episode. yeah, no, okay. we're totally okay. We're, hey guys, you know, yeah. we're we're big <laughs> we're big Jonas Brothers fans. Just <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know why we're big Jonas Brothers fans, let me run you through some of their history. They Ooh, were let's a, go through some history. They were a mid to late two thousands band that made multiple appearances on the early early days of the Disney Channel. And had multiple appearances with their TV show titled Jonas, which aired from 2009 to 2010. Great show, Uh, by the way. The Camp Rock franchise was probably where most people would know them from if you hadn't heard their music. (laughs) Um, They they had the first one in 2008 and then a follow-up called, I think, Final Jam. Yeah, it was jam. Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam. Garakudo, <laughs> um, a resident Camp way, Rock expert. By the way, Camp Rock was like 20 times better for the record. Better than what? Than Camp Rock 2, The oh, Final yeah, Jam. Oh, no, totally. Like, I think so. Because, like, all the singing was better, you know, all the Jonas boys sang it 20 times better. But yeah. I, anyways, keep... We, that. That's just a thing, a sequelitis there. But it's not just <laughs> Jonas and, you know... Yeah. Camp Rock that they did. But they've also had just a sprawling music career since 2006 where they've put out their debut record, It's About Time, by then. And they were touring with the likes of other like Disney Channel band sort of things with like the Cheetah Girls, uh, the Click Five, if you remember the Click Five. Oh, my god, Famous pop rock group. As well as Allie and AJ, who are, quote, also planning a reunion. Are they really? Yeah. They, are they uh, really? They have posted photos on their social medias as well of them recording songs together. So we may be getting, in, we may be talking about an Ali and AJ reunion here in a little while. So maybe a couple weeks and we'll hear, so not only. Hopefully. I don't know Wait, when. wait, wait, wait. You hear that? What is that? That's me like knocking on fake wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I'm proud of that. You know, we have hope. <laughs> We're going to knock on wood. We're going to hope for the best for them. But to get back into the point here, the Jonas Brothers has re- have released a new single as of 
2019 here with their new single sucker which follows the band's separation in october 2013 over quote creative differences and this single has been so successful for them and the comeback has been just so surreal with all the promotion and everything around them yeah that it has gained them their first hot 100 number one on the billboard charts Wow. That is their first one, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. Fans of the Jonas Brothers, Sucker is Hot 100, so, number one. In other words, what I'm hearing is that, you know, all the people in our generation, guys and girls and, you know, everyone in between, yeah, um, they're like, whoa, this is my childhood. Mm-hmm. Listen to the music and was like, whoa, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, one thing left, you know, left to yeah. another and all of a sudden they're on the top. Yeah, and they're a huge example of growing up with their audience, too, considering they were just, like, teenagers-ish when Camp Rock came out. They're probably, what, four years above both of our ages? Maybe, something Something like that. that? I think, like, 27, maybe, at that point. Maybe six years. So, see, that's less than a decade even for me, for myself, because I'm 19 right now. So that's less than a decade for myself, and that's even more closer to you, Justin. Yeah. So that means, I mean, like you said, we really did grow up with them. I mean, yeah. You know, I every mean, late 90s, early 2000s kid would know about them at some point. And if you didn't and don't understand the hype, well, I, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. They but, had hey, but you do have, hey, but you do have to keep in mind for those younger listeners who don't know why Jonas is going crazy and they have some of their yeah. own bands going on. You know, it's just like if, you know, my parents like an 80s music and I'm, you know, like an 80s music, right? Yeah. But some people don't understand that because they A just. A whole generational exactly. divide there. Yeah, no, exactly. No but, no, but that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But they had a huge sort of uh, tour promotional tour rather for this new single and mm-hmm. their reunion though as well they have they announced their whole thing with James Corden who has been very f- big in terms of his carpool karaoke series on his late late show and and, and I see I, I watched that I, I was scrolling through Facebook yeah. one day right and I saw that and I'm like yo you're kidding me right <laughs> and like the room was set up to like I was a ten year, you know ten year before warp or whatever was like the yeah. thing so it was like 2009 you know Nick had his like Super douchey. Oh God! Back yeah. in the day, and it's like it was like, "Yo, what up? Yeah, you know, <laughs> ten years, you know, this is gonna be awesome in the future, blah, whatever." And yeah. then like it was like a parody song. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. They parodied their year three thousand song. It was and named so, it the year twenty nineteen. It was so hilarious. <laughs> and I mean, like, and like I think one of the lines was like, "Where the hell was you know Kevin?" Yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Good lord. The creativity behind those guys over at James Corden's studio just blows my mind. I, James Corden they is took like over... the love of my life, by the way. So. <laughs> jo- the Jonas Brothers took over the entire week on James Corden as basically one of the biggest and only guests they had for an entire week of the show, mm-hmm. where they played all of the iconic games as sort of a big surprise. It came off guard to me. Uh, we were no, just I going didn't know on. about it. I normally, you know, yeah. hear about stuff or we were just going on like what spring break then. Yeah. And it was March 1st. And then all of a sudden, hey, sucker has just been released. It's like, what? Hold on. Wait, how? All right. There was a wave of emotions that hit me all at once as I was just scrolling through iTunes. And it was like, wait, no, what? Huh? And it just kind of played out like that. Mm-hmm. They went on James Corden, like I said, multiple times at this point now. Uh, and played all their iconic games such as Spill Your Guts, Fill Your Guts, uh, the uh, the year 2019 parody Hikaru yeah. Kudo mentioned over there. But there have been a lot more events than just this reunion that have happened between 2013 and now that have led them to this point. 
Nick uh, Nick Jonas has married Priyanka Chopra recently. Like three times. <laughs> like three times. <laughs> and released two positively received solo albums on his own there. You might recognize from 2014 his song Chains, I think was, song. off of his first solo album outing-ish called Nick Jonas. Yep. <laughs> Um, Fittingly. Yeah. Kevin married uh, someone named Danielle Delessia. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I apologize if I'm not. And uh, had a reality show on the Entertainment Network, or E, as most people know it, called Married to Jonas, where it kind of documented their lives post-Jonas Brothers, but also post-marriage. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It was a whole thing, followed like sort of the fame sort of style and how I thought Kevin just up. dug a hole. <laughs> <laughs> hibernated well for- that's what most people thought too because who's watching e <laughs> who's watching that kind of daytime television hey anyways and it's not anyways like- <laughs> okay i don't want to lose any if you like e we respect you i promise we yeah, no i have you. i have no problem with anybody who watches e personally i don't uh unless it's that fashion police show that's hilarious to me. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Entertainment Network's just blowing my mind here. <laughs> uh, and Joe Jonas, to follow up the rounded three members, have has also released a sto- solo record between there. And then right after the band broke up in 2013, formed DNCE and married Sophie Turner of Game of Thrones slash X-Men fame. I remember that. I remember that. Who, who I think Sophie Turner's going to have an X-Men film out before the end of the year. Dark Phoenix, I think. Yeah, so I think so. We'll be seeing Joe Jonas's wife very soon. Woo-hoo! Uh, but not everyone is thrilled with the new single, unfortunately. Uh, Portugal the Man, who is a art fellow artist on our station here, mm-hmm. recently tweeted out about Sucker and the similarities that are shared between their song, Feel It Still, and the s- new 2019 Sucker. Okay. Uh, to quote them, to be fair, comma, the chorus of Feel It Still sounds very similar to Please Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes, which we respectfully cleared and thanked them for every chance we got, as one does at Jonas Brothers. Oh. So very shady tweet there, Very. It's a shady and gray, too. Yeah. It almost would make you think that they're very mad at them for doing that or just not crediting them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they went on to clarify that they were not mad at them and that they enjoyed a lot of their songs. And they specified Nick's solo music specifically in that. They enjoyed the Jonas Brothers and Nick's solo music, which was very choice words there. However, I know going back and listening to it on my own, both of the songs there, Mm -hmm. I don't notice much of the similarities that they do. I feel like most of them maybe just have the same, like, BPM, same beats per minute there. But otherwise, I don't hear a whole lot of the similarities that others do. But, I mean, let us know what you think. I There's always other opinions out there. Speaking of, let, speaking of letting us know how you think, yeah. uh, we'll say this for the first time of many times, we'll say it. If you ever want to talk to us on Twitter, go ahead and use the hashtag TheChant. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Tag either at WDBM or at WDBN Sports or both. Yeah. Um, to talk to us and you know throw any questions at us, comments, what do you think about us, feedback, anything. Yeah, we promise we'll read back. We promise. Um, so uh, I want to uh, just want to reiterate on that. Yeah, with for what sure. Justin was saying. And thank um, God you did, because I was I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, we'll, we'll again remind you folks at the end of the episode, so don't yeah. don't worry about it. You don't you don't need your pen and papers yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No handwritten notes here yet. yet. But again, to come back like the Jonas Brothers did is a phenomenal thing here, right? 
Like, we can both admit that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't the only comeback we saw recently. Uh, I was watching the MSU men's basketball team last night, and they had quite the comeback La- on their last senior night. night. Last night. Was it? It was not last night. Oh, my timetables are off, man. <laughs> it was Saturday, too. Oh, <laughs> it's Wednesday. Uh, it feels <laughs> like, you know, the wind just felt so inspirational that it felt like it was just a day ago. And that's going to be my excuse that I take to bed with me. Fair enough. Okay. So, going back on the calendar a little bit, on Saturday, March 9th, (laughs) number six ranked MSU men's basketball. First of all, thanks for the transition. Uh, Number six MSU men's basketball defeated in-state rival number 10th ranked Michigan 75-63 at the Breslin Center on senior night, uh, which was huge for both uh, uh, Kenny Goins and Matt McQuaid, respectively. Uh and despite Michigan holding a lead throughout the entire first half and going into the half, uh, second half with a six-point lead, and yeah. even leading the end of the third, they still fell. Or excuse me, I should say, uh, even leading, you know, halfway through the, you know, second half, I should yeah. say, um, they 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 still fell, um, eventually. And I want I'll touch that in a second and what I think the reasoning why is. All right. Um, but first off. Uh, Michigan State shares a piece of the Big Ten regular season championship title now with Purdue, with the Boilermakers. So Michigan Very State are company. back-to-back Big Ten regular season champions now after uh, winning it on tw- last year in the 2018 season as well. Now, I do want to mention earlier in the season, Michigan State did defeat Michigan early, uh, at Chrysler Center in Ann Arbor, 77-70 on February 24th. Yeah. Much closer game. Well, it was it was a much closer game, and I, I honestly it was a back and forth a fair game. It was pretty yeah. evened out. The surprising fact is, is 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 that Michigan does well when they're at Chrysler. Yeah, they it was like what twenty something games. It was a ridiculous number of games they haven't lost um, at home. And there was a stat out after the game, and I think I uh, there was a stat. I think it was nineteen eighty four. I believe was the last time that Michigan lost on their home court when they were ranked in the top ten. Wow. So it was like something ridiculous. Really? Yes. And on top of that, this is the first time since 2015 that the Spartans have sweeped the Wolverines in the regular season. Oh, that's not going to do well for the rivalry. Oh, that's a that's a but that's a stat. But <laughs> I got to tell you. But John Beeline did say after uh, the game on Saturday. Yeah. During his post game presser, that this is a great time for the state of Michigan because both of the, their flagship universities are doing phenomenally well in basketball. Yeah. Last year, you look at it, Michigan State won the Big Ten regular season champs. Michigan won the uh, the tournament, mm-hmm. right? Got the auto bid, and then obviously State came in with a lower seed. I forgot what seed exactly it was. This year, that could be another you know, yeah, aspect we're looking at. So anything could happen. Exactly. Any happen. anything is um available of happening. Now, with that being said, I don't want to get into numbers because I do want to put more of my time here to the uh, conference awards yeah. as we look into the tournament. But uh, the biggest thing for me was Michigan struggled because of these three players getting in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Sophomore center John Teske, freshman forward Isaiah Livers, and then um, and then of course the biggest man is freshman forward Ignis Brasdikis, who had yeah. 20 points, 7 of 12 from the field, all three of his downtown shots made, 3 for 4 from the charity stripe, and only play 22 minutes. Yeah. Those are ridiculous numbers. Only playing literally <laughs> half of the game. Yeah, Brezidikius got bullied, man. But he fouled out with like five, over, a little bit over five minutes left to go in the game. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, that was the moment that I was like, it doesn't matter how close this game gets. State's winning. 
<laughs> as yeah. soon as I, because of how Took beneficial out. this freshman forward has been to the team. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It was foul trouble that was struggling with them. And then on top of that, playing at the Breslin. Yeah. At the, I mean, that, that, that Breslin sold out. That was the loudest I've heard Breslin, like, ever in a while. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous how yeah. crazy it was. I mean, Breslin was literally rallied out. Jeez. So you look, this was the only email I got from the uh, Izone. Yeah. The student section here at Michigan State that literally stated, his own tickets are sold out even for the upper bowl. For the upper bowl. The nosebleeds. The I can't see any game going on places. Yikes. Because I mean, not only because yeah. it's Michigan, but all of that. So all of a sudden, you're hearing Sounds the court like go riled up. Yeah. Exactly. After Michigan leading for literally three-fourths of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... That's that's all it is. So yeah, I remember watching that, and it, it, it feels like that would be one of the games you would have to see live to believe. Oh, yeah. oh to yeah. have just something like that happen because they were down the entire game, and U of M had just a huge advantage on the state until that final quarter. Correct. And then they threw well, the final ten, on. ten, ten or so minutes because minutes, it's, it's yeah. second half. Uh, but uh, half, my bad. Exactly. Yeah. But I do want to add. That part of the uh, the other part of the reason why Michigan did struggle is because of the junior guard and defensive almighty, arguably one of the best defensive players right now in the entire frame of college basketball, Xavier Simpson. He struggled big time stopping Cassius Winston because if you look at Cassius Winston's numbers, 23 points, 7 assists, 7 from 13 from the field, and the biggest thing that I see is 8 from 9 from the free throw line. So oh, wow. he, was, he made almost every single free throw shot. And he was able to pull some fouls of his own together. So because of that, that alone gives you an idea of what happened between that two-guard matchup. That, again, Xavier yeah. Simpson lost the first time around back on his home court. So therefore, add that to the foul trouble and Breslin is a formula that you get equals a Michigan State win. Even mm-hmm. if it took them about half an hour to figure it out. <laughs> now, with that being said, I do want to move on to the Big Ten Conference Awards because... We may be talking about Michigan again in a couple of weeks, depending on how the bracketology is set up yep. and what occurs with both of these teams. It's March. Anything can happen. I'm, this yeah. is the best time of the year for me. Um, now, when does March Madness like officially start? When do those brackets so start coming Sunday on? Selection Sunday is Mar- uh, March 17th. Okay. Uh, it starts on the, the actual show. Well, it starts St. Patty's it's- Day. Actually, exactly. Oh, the actual wow. show, the show, the Selection Sunday show starts at 6 p.m. Okay. Runs till 7 on CBS. And... Um, that is going to be when all the teams and the seeds are announced. Okay. From there, you'll be able to make your brackets until the first uh for the first four, which is later that week. Gotcha. Um, and then you got the first weekend going on, and you know, etc. But it's March. Yes. Um, and yes, it is St. Patty's Day, and it's also the same day as Big Ten Conference Championship, which is interesting. Jeez. Exactly. There's so a lot of stuff happening on that day, man. But before we talk quickly about the tournament, I want to go into some Big Ten Conference awards. Yes. For let's get into some awards. Five Spartans got it. Of course, I got to start off with the junior guard, Cassius Winston. Big Legendary. Ten, Big Ten Player of the Year. I saw okay. it coming. I don't. I don't think a Come lot of people him, did not man. see it coming. Really? Wins. I saw it coming all the way, man. <laughs> Everyone should have. Averaged out 19 points uh, a game, 7.6 assists apiece, 3.1 rebounds a game, 471 from the field, 413 beyond the arc. Some phenomenal numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have to go any further than that. If I split too much numbers at you, I apologize. <laughs> but the biggest number I want you to take away from that is 471 from the field and 413 beyond the arc. The 413 from beyond the arc, that's a ridiculous number right there. Yeah. On top of that, Cassius is a leader on this team. 
he had made his presence known. Everyone was questioning, can Cassius Winston carry this team this year after lose, uh, losing, you know, Miles mm-hmm. and Jackson? And here's your answer. Yes. <laughs> the answer, answer is yes. So on top of that, Cassius was able to do this, you know, play well yeah. while losing junior guard Joshua Lingford as we uh, and uh, junior guard Nick Ward, mm-hmm. which I've talked to you uh, personally about yeah. before. Um, so I think that's just a ridiculous, phenomenal award yeah. for Cassius Winston. That's a very good example of someone stepping up to the plate and doing it right. Correct. In terms of MSU sports here. Correct. And now speaking of Nick Ward, all Big Ten, 13 for him, even though he has been absent for the past handful of games. Oh, wow. So he didn't make the first team or the second team, but he did make the third team. This is what tells me about Nick Ward. He was so good. Even when he didn't play. <laughs> okay? Okay? That's the biggest compliment you can get okay. in anything. If you're able to make something big like that and not be able and to yes, play And yes, you're not the first it. team or the second team, but still the fact that you made a, you know all-Big yeah. Ten team. An all-Big Ten team is not something to shake your head no. at. Even if it's the like fourth or fifth team. And I don't even know if they go that far at that point. If you it make something like that, that. Yeah. If you make something like that, that's just a huge... Bragging, and right and there. and here here here's your other portion. Is it is the other the uh the other Spartans who made it? Rusher, senior forward Kenny Goins, senior guard Matt McQuaid on the honorable mention team. And oh, really? Matt McQuaid has played well. Kenny Goins has played well. But you know what the difference is? What's that? Nick Ward's consistency in the low post. The consistency when you're under the basket and could go for the basket, when you could drive to the basket and get fouls called, and how you, big you can stay even when your team's yeah, struggling. Absolutely. That is what's good about Nick Ward. And yes, I know it's uh, I'm just talking about between an All Big Ten third team and an honorable mention, you know, and not an all you know the first team of the conference. Yeah. But what I'm trying to emphasize to you folks is the fact that even when he's injured out for literally the last portion of the freaking regular season <laughs> this man is still capable of showcasing what he is because of his consistency it's a tank. now yeah. there are words out there supposedly nick ward is expected to return for the big 10 tournament if not for the ncaa tournament oh wow so depending on when and if nick ward returns that does change the caliber for the michigan state team i want you folks to keep an eye on that as we get deeper into the mm-hmm. ncaa season ncaa tournament season and march madness here on the chant for the sports section. Hey. Um, now, on top of that, Mc- Matt McQuaid also made the all-defensive team, which makes sense. He's a phenomenal perimeter defender. Yeah. Great man. Great man. Sophomore forward Xavier Tillman. He is the league's sixth man off the year. And now let me explain this to you. Okay. So, on basketball, there's five players on the court at all times, right? Yes. That's why they call it the starting five. Yeah. For those of you folks who you know, don't know about basketball, there's always five players on each team, ten players on the court at any given time. The sixth man is known as essentially your first person that subs in. Yeah. This is a man who tends to normally sub in, the first person to sub in, depending on the team, anywhere from probably about three minutes in to five minutes in into the game, maybe a couple minutes in, depending on how the game's going. Now, Xavier Tillman has gotten this award, even though he has been starting recently and getting those reps recently because of the injuries of Nick Ward and he's had to step yeah. up. But then Aaron Henry also took over that. But basically, my entire story here is that Xavier Tillman has done well off the bench. Mm-hmm. And off the bench equates not starting. Because Xavier Tillman is able to step up his game, play well in the field, play well running to the basket, and just play well overall, collaborating, clashing together as a young player. Yeah. 
And that's why I think this award means significance to Michigan State. So again, five total Spartans with an award from the league this year. Just to wrap all this together real quickly, it yeah. just showcases the strength and caliber of the team before heading into the Big Ten tournament in Chicago, which starts today officially. It does start today at uh, at 6.30 p.m. In, uh, when we're recording, so on Wednesday, March 13th. Number 13th, Nebraska against number 12th, Rutgers on BTN. Afterwards, um, at 9 p.m., number 14th ranked Northwestern against number 11th ranked Illinois. Um, so those two matches are going out. Now, Michigan State did get a two-round bye, which basically means because they're ranked in, in the first seed mm-hmm. by winning the conference championships and then being the top in the AP to- poll, they don't play till March 15th, which March 15th is a Friday. That tip-off time is scheduled for 12.30 p.m. We are going to have impact people in Chicago at the tournament calling the game. So if you folks are in the greater Lansing area, make sure you tune into 88.9 FM. Around 12.15, they'll start a pregame show at 12.30 will be the tip-off. Mm-hmm. Line from Chicago, if you folks are interested into that. Um, I know I definitely will. If they I'm win saying. that, they'll move on to March 16th on Saturday, tip-off at 1 p.m. against the winner of Wisconsin and whoever the other team is. If they win that, they'll go on to the finals of the Big Ten tournament at 3.30 p.m. on Sunday, March 17th. As you look at that. And on <laughs> yeah. top of that, later that day, the brackets get announced, you know, the seating gets announced. So, yeah, a lot of action. A lot of action. <laughs> a lot of action. A lot of stuff going on and a and lot of great news for MSU basketball. You, you, you know yeah. it. You know it. And a lot of stuff. And that was, that was a lot of content that I just, like, literally went through. This yeah, folks well know, needed. Know that we're going to be talking about a lot about Michigan State basketball in the next couple of episodes just because we'll see how far they go in the yeah. tournament. You know, next week will probably be, you know, pre-tournament predictions for myself and Justin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when whenever the Spartan season ends, well, obviously, you know, I'm going to want to wrap that up as well. For sure. I I'll know. finally have a reason to start a bracket. <laughs> oh, me and, all right, okay. You'll have to show me a few pointers on that. I don't, I'm not too sure how that will go. And now, Justin, I know I know. I took I took a good chunk of time, a little bit more uh, chunk of time than oh, normal. No, it's fine. Um, but I got a quick question for you. All right. Um, Hit me. Answer this, and you probably know this. You, you might know this answer. Okay. What famous baseball player visited the Breslin Center last year during a basketball game? Famous baseball player? I only know a handful of those. Uh, could it have anything to do with uh, some Alex Rodriguez? Yes, that's true. Oh, really? It's it's actually he was at a Spartan basketball game against Indiana, uh, the not this past season, so in twenty in January twenty eighteen. That's that's the second big name, and the only reason why I know that is because I was in Dan Dickerson's uh play by play class, and the game that he decided for us to do uh exercise on was that game, and A Rod just happened to be on TV. That's, Only, a, that's a big name to be seeing there. So, we talked about this at the top of the show, but him and J-Lo are finally getting married, huh? Yes, after a long dating history of two years between the couple, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I'm, I'm just going to refer to him as J-Lo and A-Rod to just spare the fact that my tongue is going through a minor <laughs> slight of dyslexia here. <laughs> and they have just gotten engaged. The couple has celebrated their two-year anniversary as of February 3rd. Third, and A-Rod had popped the question while the couple were vacationing in the Bahamas over this past weekend, which is, it just sounds like a beautiful place to have even you, get engaged. Have in. you ever been to the Bahamas? No, I'm poor. 
<laughs> You're poor? Okay, well. I, well, I'm poor, but in the way that I can't afford to go to the Bahamas, okay, but I can, can you... at least afford a dollar menu item at McDonald's. Okay, well, okay, how about this? Can you save up money so me and you could go to Disney World and be like, you know, five-year-old kids and pretend we won the Super Bowl? No, there's potential there. Okay, all right, we'll talk afterwards. <laughs> there's potential there. I'll, but anyways, ta- I'll take you to It's a Small World after all. Yes, here, It's a Small World's equivalent of the Bahamas. <laughs> Jesus. But anywho, Bahamas, huh? Yeah, they, so they went on vacation in the Bahamas, and they were on, like, the beach on Sunset. He, A-Rod Aww. ended up posting it onto his Instagram page with a caption saying that she said yes, and everyone everywhere was just talking about the size of the ring. I'm going <laughs> to pull up a picture here while I'm talking about it, but yeah, it was over in Sunset on the Bahamas on a beautiful beach. And it was just this beautiful looking ring and a beautiful looking thing. That that would that would be my ideal way to propose too. Like just a nice beach, just When's my proposal, and, bro? Well, give it a moment. Because <laughs> I just told you I can afford McDonald's, but not exactly of the Bahamas. Great, great. So great. it'll be a little bit before that happens. But just take a look at this rock. I ended up pulling up a photo here for Mr. So Karakuda. unfortunately you listeners can't see it. But yeah, I can't see it either because your phone's not broken. Look, I I like to save battery. Here's that. Okay, you guys, if you guys haven't seen this engagement ring yet, you guys got to go find it online. Just Google it because I swear you can find it on Google. Literally every tabloid is talking about it. I think I just pulled up something from like Cosmopolitan here about them talking about this ring. That's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it. I'll describe it the best I can. It's a huge chunk of diamond there. Uh, not a whole lot of leeway in there. It looks like sterling silver, and it's just this huge looking. Like, hey, we're not. We're not. We're not the. the we're not the uh, pay per view. Uh, selling I, rings. Yeah. No, I, I. didn't go to Jared. I don't know these <laughs> things. <laughs> but this marks actually the fifth time that the multi-threat, multi-award winning singer J Lo has been engaged. Actually, uh, with hmm. her first being Ojani Noah, you might remember him from 1997, <laughs> before oh, we were all God. born. God, goodness! Uh, and uh, other leading names have been in the play here, such as Ben Affleck and Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony being her last one before A Rod. A Rod, in fact, hasn't even been in the dating scene for quite some time. He has been divorced since 2008. And then just recently started dating J-Lo. Wow. Well, then well, A-Rod also had his entire years. fiasco go on, you know. Yeah, and then that would be a reason to take yeah, a break. Which, A-Rod, if you don't know, which, and uh, Hukar would be able to explain more than I did. A-Rod but, has run into quite a bit of controversy. Which I'm going to stay away from just because, <laughs> yeah, I have I have my own thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, I'll own, um, That's fair. how do I want to word it? Own vigorous thoughts I do not want to share. <laughs> slash didn't prep for that, slash all the above. <laughs> that's fair. I'll respect that boundary. But if you can give the listeners an idea of how bad if they don't know about the situation. Okay, well, like A-Rod, if you had to use a word, made up or real. Basically, A-Rod got uh, you know, he was we MLB found out back when he was playing baseball towards the end of his career that he used, you know, steroids. Um okay. and the, yeah. the, the entire yeah, debate of that. What about Barry Bonds and, you know, that, that generation? Like, that entire thing came up, and it was like an entire fiasco. Yeah. Um, and A-Rod got booed, you know, when he came back to play after suspension. And 
it was it was an entire fiasco that I was very upset with. Um, but I'm glad he's you know moving yeah. on after. And it looks like I haven't really heard much of him in the main spotlight ever since then. So it looks like I I don't know if he's safe. I'm assuming he has just because he's not playing baseball anymore, at least at the professional yeah. level. Um, but A Rod, it looks like you know A Rod has been doing well, and you know, um. Obviously, him and J Lo are adorable together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, A Rod has, you know, like he's uh, like like he said, ever since he did get divorced, he did get in some trouble mm-hmm. with his professional career and that. And I'm and I'm glad you stated what that reason was because honestly, I was forgetting some of the incident. Yeah, that it, happened. It, it was it was it was steroids and drugs. Yeah. It was a big it was a big MLB bust. Fair enough. It was a big yeah. MLB. I, I don't even know what a couple years ago it happened now. But like it was back when A Rod was playing still, mm-hmm. but it was it was ridiculous. But yeah, from the sounds of it, it sounds like he's been clean now, and I bet that the J Lo relationship had something to do with helping him stay clean. I, oh yeah, I, I could bet money. Sure. On that. I could bet money on that. I think the last time I ended up seeing something with A Rod in it was a Super Bowl commercial from this year. I forget what it was though that he was in. I think it was ooh, the General. Ooh ooh, ooh ooh ooh. We'll have the listeners do it. We'll have the listeners do it. So yeah. let, so if you're tuning in right now. Uh, onto the podcast. First of all, we'd like to thank you for First tuning off, in hey, about, how's it like, going? <laughs> what, it's about half an hour in, 35-ish or so minutes into this episode. Yeah, it's a Yeah, 35-ish minutes in, so we'd like to thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, B, um, yeah, could you guys figure out what, you know, what commercial that A-Rod is in <laughs> and, you know, um, yeah, tweet at f- us, hashtag the chant, uh, tag at WDBM or WDBM Sports, one or the other or both. Yeah. Um, and then we'll shout you out on the show next week. Yeah, for sure. Help help me refresh my memory because I know I've seen him somewhere in the recent Super Bowl commercials. I just need to pinpoint where, and it's gonna bug me until I can figure it out. <laughs> so, so that's now that that's cleared up. Now that that's all out um, of the way. One last thing. It seems for like him. no yeah. date yet for the wedding. Yeah, unfortunately, I th- I think they're gonna do what most of these celebrities have done recently, where they keep a lot of their wedding stuff private tying back to the first story nick jonas and priyanka chopra ended up getting married very privately in india there's somewhere i forget i think they got married somewhere remotely i think they got married like twice or three times crazy something like that they They had had a huge festival going on they had a hindu wedding then they had a christian wedding then they had like uh because of both of the divides and correct religion and then they had i Think, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone, uh, you know, anyone listening, and, and even Justin, correct me if I'm wrong. But okay. I think they all had like another, like third wedding that was just kind of casual. Because I feel like the first one was with Priyanka's family. Yeah. The second one was with, well, you know, the second one was based more toward uh, Nick's family. Yeah. You know, and obviously like the parents and like the close, you know, the brothers and stuff came. So, but yeah. And then like. The last one was just kind of like a casual, like, this is a wedding we wanted. Correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. Probably like friends and family, if I that, had to guess. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not too sure on that either, unfortunately. But I know it's probably hard to keep out of the public eye when you're in sort of like that and getting married. So for J-Lo and A-Rod coming up here, that's going to be a very big question for them, whether or not they want to keep it private like most, it's like some other celebrities have done recently, or if they go all out in like a public wedding. Or something in and terms we'll just, of that. And we'll just have to, time will tell. Yeah. And hopefully time we'll... will tell, but it's certainly not over this summer. Okay. Over this summer, J-Lo has scheduled a U.S. tour from June 7th to July 26th, as well as a couple of other dates here and there between. So, so J-Lo's a busy woman. Yeah. Definitely not anytime soon, but definitely not later on. Because now they are engaged, happily Aww. going to be married. 
and I'm I'm just excited for him. I'm pumped for them as well. I'm hoping this one lasts. <laughs> That's the second time I knocked out wood. fake wood. So my my stories are very up in the air. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Two, both of them. <laughs> but we're very happy for the newly engaged couple here on the Chan. Congratulations, J Lo and A Rod. And, and uh, hopefully you come out to another MSU sports game. Very soon. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. <laughs> MSU sports game, huh? That's that's what I'm going to go with here. <laughs> However, the spirit of giving has not only spread to A-Rod here with his beautiful hunk of diamond that just is now sitting on J-Lo's finger, <laughs> but the NFL and the Detroit Lions have been in the spirit of getting at this point now, right? Correct. Am getting, I right? getting indeed, folks. It is a free trade season. Free trade. Free trade a lot is how I put it. Lions free. I mean, we're going <laughs> to specifically focus into our, you know, our hometown team just because, mm-hmm. you know, I could probably go all day about it. But again, I can't like not forget about the entire NFL. Well, yeah. So, like I said, folks, we're recording this on Wednesday, March 13th. Every Wednesday we drop these episodes. So at the time of the recording, thus far... The biggest things that's been coming out breaking at, at the moment right now. Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. has been traded to the Browns, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, wow. So Odell will no longer be at New York. It will be in Ohio. That's a huge And I don't know how I feel about that. And that's a different conversation for a different day. I know how I feel about that one. But, oh, God, <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> and then the other big thing, Seahawks safety Earl Thomas is off to the Ravens, which broke earlier today. First reported by ESPN. Those are the big two biggest headlines, of course, I had to mention. But again, like I said, I wanted to focus on the Detroit Lions. At the time of when we're recording right now, the following people are everyone who has signed or agreed to sign or some sort of agreement has been made between the organization and the player, you know, is aka the agent. Yeah. Um we'll start with the Patriots defensive end, Trey Flowers, has signed with Detroit for a five-year deal. Worth ninety million dollars. Jeez. First reported by ESPN. That's about sixteen to seventeen, anywhere between sixteen to seventeen million a year. Now sign here, me up, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> now here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think this is a great addition for the Detroit Lions. It's yeah. advancing the well needed pass rush for Detroit. Mm-hmm. Well, well needed pass rush for Detroit. And it's a reunion with head coach Matt Matt Patricia of Detroit. Um, because back when Matt Patricia was at, you know, def- defensive coordinator at the Patriots. Yeah, in twenty four in twenty fourteen season and the twenty uh, uh, fifteen season, I believe, if I'm not wrong, um, they were together for a couple of years, at least for a couple of years, if not longer. Yeah. I may be talking to someone on, but they they were together at the Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. so Patricia and you know Patricia and Flowers have a history together too, and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I think that is very important to keep in mind. On even though there's a lot of money playing in the air and you could pull anyone, I think it is always important to keep in mind on, especially when you have a guy like Matt Patricia yeah. who has hopes and, according to re- you know reports throughout essentially last season, the Lions have been enjoying Matt Patricia, yeah. and I think that's important to keep an eye. Not to mention, Flowers is going to be a huge pickup after the whole Super Bowl win here for the Patriots. Exactly. They're like, what, six times at this I point? I don't know. Something crazy. Yeah. I forgot. Some ridiculous number. All I know is there's a reason Tom Brady is being called Thanos. Because <laughs> I know he has six rings now. <laughs> but He has six rings. I think the organization sounds like some Oh, the organization crazy. probably oh has my a God. ton more. Don't even get but me started. They're fresh off of a Super Bowl win, so those numbers for them in terms of demand, are going to start going higher. Oh, yeah. So the fact that, M- or I was going to say MSU for a second, the Detroit Lions were able to sneak on through and be like, hey, we hear you're a free agent this year. We would like to sign you for a five-year deal. 
right away. This that's is, a good. Pick. This is this is a good pickup for Michigan. Uh, excuse me, bro. Oh my God, for <laughs> yeah, Detroit you did it too, right? Detroit. <laughs> I'm not used to talking pro sports. I, I apologize about that, folks. Um, and the other thing is, especially since uh, Enzico Ansa, you know, for defensive end, was defensive end for Detroit has left after his contract. Mm-hmm. Ansa, I believe, now talking to the Bills is one of the teams he's talking to. Oh, really? um, Bills. He's he's still in talks with a couple teams, figuring out exactly where he wants to go. Um, Detroit, I believe, and ESPN believes, and I believe a lot of other experts believe that um, this is a good snatch for Detroit. And I think it is a good snatch for Detroit. Detroit, yeah. like you said, Detroit got out there, picked him up quickly. And mm-hmm. I think Flowers is going to be a great addition. I'm excited to see what he could do um, Me too. on the field. I'm hoping he brings up the Lions, man. Hof- hopefully. Fingers crossed. Knock, knock on that wood. Knock on the fake wood, folks. We need just sound effects so that way it doesn't sound like we're yeah. just pounding away at everything in like a construction site. <laughs> I guess that's on my to-do list now. But hey. <laughs> moving on, Seahawks cornerback Justin Coleman agrees to a four-year, $36 million contract, according to multiple reports. He will be taking over for cornerback Nevin Lawson, who was released by the Lions earlier this offseason mm-hmm. because Lawson was not playing as Detroit wanted you know, was expecting him to play and wanted him to play. Yeah. More importantly, what uh, Matt Patricia and uh, general manager Bob Quinn wanted Lawson to play. So, um, and the biggest thing here is that if you compare Coleman to Lawson without getting any crazy numbers or anything like that, Coleman is a big playmaker. Mm-hmm. Big playmaker over at Seattle, will be a big playmaker at Detroit. And Coleman also knows and this is where I got my 2014-2015 season from. So I think okay. with Flowers, it was longer than that. But oh, gotcha. um, it was in the 2014-2015 season and 2015-2016 season. So between those two years that Coleman uh, was with Patricia when they were together at the Pats. Oh. So, um, Didn't know that. So that's where that comes into. So again, Justin Coleman, I think another great addition. Four-year contract, $36 million, two big contracts. Heavy offsetter to start things off for Detroit. Yeah. Moving on. Backup running back Zach Zenner re-signs with the Detroit Lions for a one-year contract extension. Exact details of the contract are not disclosed at this time. It is has been confirmed on the Detroit Lions Twitter page. That that excuse me, Zach Zenner is back on the team. I believe yesterday they wow. released that. Um, and he's the lead backup behind running back uh Legarrette Blount. And the, the the important part is you just have a solid backup they're able to trust mm-hmm. using, um, and that's just an important addition, you know, or not addition, but really continuation for Detroit. Yeah. Um, and really part of it's going to go on to what the, you know, depending on what happens in free agency, what they can aim for, um, the draft, and what they get in the draft and how this season goes on is if you you know propose another one to Zenner or does he you know do you release him essentially? Yeah. We'll see what that happens. Um. Quick hit on that. We got two more left. All right. Right now. Steelers, tight end, Jesse James, signs or signed a four-year, $28.5 million deal, according to the Detroit Free Press. Jesse James averaged 14.1 yards per reception last year. Now, Jesse James is not an all-star, but he'll give you the needed support for a tight end, and he'll give the dangerous target available for quarterback of the Lions. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And Stafford has been looking for that target, for that big target to go to that, you know, ever since, really ever since Calvin Johnson left. But yeah. more importantly, what I want to mention, and I'll mention it again later on uh, 
in a second is after losing Golden Tate. When you don't have that primary target in the wide receiver that you're going to and you're struggling throughout, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. So when you get a big tight end that gives you an inside route that you're comfortable yeah. using, right? A, yeah. A quick slant route, Better to be comfortable cutting out, confident. something, you know, a four verticals running in with someone in the man inside that you're comfortable going through. And it's a four-year deal. Again, another one of those big deals. So Detroit is comfortable having it with a pretty cheap price tag of $28.5 million. <laughs> That's I think yours and my definition of cheap is a well, little I mean, different, do, but do the, I'm do, out of I the mean, way. Do, do the math. 28 divided by four. Well, we're talking about six, seven. Seven million. Seven point blah million per year. Yeah. That's on the cheaper end That's for fair. a tight end. And con- considering the facts. So I think... That yeah, Detroit, you know, I can see that. Yeah. I think because I think James could easily ask for thirty plus, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So now, finally, Dolphins, and this is a big one here. Dolphins wide receiver Danny Amendola to a one-year base salary of four point two five million dollars, additional one point five million dollar incentive through bonuses slash incentives available to him throughout the season for one year. Correct, but the reason why this is big is because after trading Golden Tate away last year, wide receiving wide receivers were really an area that the Lions struggle with at the end of the year. Yes. If you remember, or, you know, if you recall. So in the meantime, Amendola, he's consistent of more than 700 yards per season and 80-plus catches per season. So essentially, Amendola is a consistent player that you can utilize right now while you're trying to essentially find other young players yeah. that could be your new Golden Tate, that could be the new man to go to. Because... If you look at the timeline, Calvin Johnson Jr. was there at the Lions for the longest time, right? Mm-hmm. Then he retired due to age. Golden Tate was there, but then they traded him for better picks and players. I just—I think I—no, just picks. I like just draft yeah. picks. And then, now you're trying to find someone going, you know, a wide receiver to utilize. But in the meantime, he's signed, you know, Amendola to essentially a $4.25 million, so a pretty cheaper contract. For one year, just so you have the consistency on the field to get those first downs. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect While sense. you have the tight ends kind of do their job, your cornerbacks do your job, and of, of course Darius Slay also did introduce his you know new defensive cohorts in as well. So as the defense kind of reorganizes with the new personnel. Yeah. So big pickups for Detroit, and again the biggest thing is that you have a consistent player where Stafford can use to initiate the offense. Because if you looked at Matthew Stafford literally throughout his entire tenure at Detroit so far, mm-hmm. his entire professional career, if we could get that spark going, he can throw balls everywhere, mm-hmm. have him on target. And that's what he needs to exactly. do. Exactly. And for. the thing is, last year was, he was getting frustrated right and left. Yes. The past few years he's been getting frustrated right and left. So the hope is that Amendola will be able to find those open pocket routes Get maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards, right? Yep. And go from a first and ten to all of a sudden a second and short instead of what we're you know used to seeing for the Detroit Lions is a first and ten. Go for a couple, you know, go for a couple uh, new set of downs on the first down. Yeah. But then all of a sudden incompletion, short carry, third and long, throw it, you know, mm-hmm. eight, nine yards. All you need is a couple yards forward. Exactly, drop ball. But all of a sudden, if you have a first and, you know, second and short, third and short, or even better yet, you know, a second and short, and all of a sudden you make a quick pass, and instead you don't have to rely on the run offense, the ground offense anymore. That's the option. So that's why I think, that's that's the reason why Amendola has been the talk, Mm -hmm. or part of the talk. But 
Again, these are all the pickups so far from Detroit when we have, you know, while we're in the studio recording here on yeah. Wednesday. Now, since with all that information out of the way, it sounds like there are a couple of guys that the new Detroit Lions head coach really has a, a good feel for, someone who's had chemistry with them in the past, well, again, like, as well as other ones with, like, really good stats to them as well. Correct. And, I, and, and Patricia and Quinn. So, again, that coach, Matt Patricia, and yeah. general manager Bob Quinn, you know, they've been working extensively during the offseason to try to figure out what they needed. And mm-hmm. these are big pickups that allows you to go, you know, to study out everything. Yeah. And I think another important thing is by picking up Jesse James for four years, now you're not stressed to look for a tight end. And yes. when you're not stressed to look for a solid tight end, that opens up other options for you to grab in during the draft. Yes. For example, a young wide receiver prospect for, you know, per se, instead of using that first round draft pick at, in a tight end. Yeah. So those kind of options do open up. So I think these big, these signs, you know, signage of these players are huge as well. Now, I, you know, obviously follow line, you know, follow sports and keep an eye on these things. But here at Impact, we actually do have a Lions reporter, in-house Lions reporter. His really? name is, is, is a volunteer. His name is Trent Bally. Great guy. So for a more in-depth look into Lions Free Agency, Trent actually released an article, I believe, yesterday. So on Tuesday, uh, of March this exact exactly March twelfth on ex- <laughs> on this exact topic, you can check out his article at impact89fm.org/sports, and if it's not in the feature slider page, you can always find it. Excuse me, <laughs> under uh, sports and then pro sports on, right. on the impact89fm.org/sports page. Uh, so shout out to you, Trent Bally, because he uh, he knows okay. way more than me. <laughs> he is a avid Lions, you know, not only Lions reporter for us, but also a Lions fan. Um, and it, it he, he does really get into in-depth analysis going on. And um, if you are interested in pro sports talk as well, as we start to gear closer to our shameless plug time, um, <laughs> real quickly, I do, this is outside of that, but the Motown Rundown, it is a weekly podcast, usually released on Mondays um, about Detroit pro sports. Yeah. And they did talk about the Lions as well. So their episode is out on Impact, again, impact89fm.org slash sports. Go to the podcast tab, and it'll be right there. It'll be their most recent episode. They talked about uh, the Lions, and then also the Pistons playing well recently. Yeah. Um, so You know, I think that counts for a shameless plug. Yeah, that does. That does. Um, <laughs> Which is good. So, it's very good. Uh, with, that, <laughs> with that being said, I do want to go to our final, or actually second to last section. Yes. Um, so, after we go through our topics every week, uh, we we are gonna do a takeaway section, and it's gonna be the person who um did the last topic. So yes. this week it'll be me because I did the last topic. Um, and basically I'm just gonna sum up everything and put under one theme. Yes. To combine everything together. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and you know, so yeah, if that makes sense, folks, I think yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, the goal of the goal of our show is not only to bring you the news, but also bring sort of a meeting point between meeting point, them. something that you could apply to your real. Life. Yeah, you know, when or you're at look- least what we hope is a meeting. Exactly, and I mean, you're looking at sports and music, and they're like, "What they have to relate with each other?" I yeah. mean, you know, besides music being pumped away, you know, pumped yeah, like, out. Why would stadiums. you ever make this idea? Exactly, but here, here we go. This episode, this pilot episode, it's been knee deep with big moves, literally everywhere. Okay, so whether it be the Jonas Brothers reuniting and starting their new generation of their music, rock and roll. The Michigan State men's basketball team figuring out a way to run their game without two big players on their roster. A-Rod 
popping the question two years into his relationship with J-Lo after the divorce and his entire career fiasco going on yep. and J-Lo's aggressive number of relationships in the past. <laughs> aggressive, he says. I don't know what other word to use. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> or the Detroit Lions setting themselves up for success, you know, hopefully setting themselves up for success for this upcoming football season. Everyone made big moves this week, mm-hmm. including me and you, Justin. Yeah. Here on Impact with the inaugural pilot episode of The Chant. Yes, and with that, our voyage is complete. Our voyage is complete, but we got one more section. Yes, our shameless plug hour. Am I right? Shameless plug hour, indeed. Well, maybe not an hour. No one wants shameless plug hours. No, 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 shameless plug for like the next like two minutes, but who goes first is my question. Uh, I feel like you should. I should? Yeah, why not? Okay, all right. So, if you're uh, interested in listening to sports or music on Radio 88.9 FM, in the greater Lansing area, or on the uh, stream, impact89fm.org slash listen live. We are live 24-7, 365 days, thanks to our programming department. Shout out to the programming department. That's a lot of time. A lot. <laughs> Follow <laughs> sports say. on Twitter slash Instagram at WDBN Sports, on Facebook at impact89fm-sports. And then for myself, the Green and White Report, uh, which is a sportscast Michigan State Athletics, pro sports, and really anything going on in the sports world. This Sunday, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Live radio show, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, we just figured out texting, so you can text into the show now. So um, I'm <laughs> Wait, really, really? Yes, I'm really proud of that. It took me it took me uh, a couple hours to do, I think, but figured it out. Went through some old archive stuff and found the password and all that fun stuff. So, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I so to do some digging. Text messaging there. Last but not least, I do have my own shift on the airwaves and the web stream on Sundays at 2 p.m., 2 to 4, and I always drink coffee. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Can you tell? <laughs> so if you, well, you guys want to uh, tune in to that. Um, Justin? Beautiful. Myself, I am on the air on Impact. You can hear this golden voice every night, Fridays, 6 to 8 p.m., on the impact in the greater Lansing area. You can also find me on different social media with multiple different handles, but I'll shout out my Twitter because that will probably be where you contact the impact mostly with when you use the hashtag, hashtag the chant in order to come and talk with us and uh, all the other questions that were proposed during this podcast. You'll find me at, at the underscore musical nerd, or if you want to follow my band on there, uh, and hear some of the music moves that I am making myself. If you go to at C T O C band, that's once again at C T O C band. And I think I forgot my Twitter handle. Oh, answer, so you so. want to throw yours I'll in, throw there mine real quick. in there? So my Twitter's at Hikaru Kudo one. I'll spell it for you H I K A R U K U D O one. Again, that is H I K A R U K U D O one. Again, like Justin said, and like we have said throughout the episode, you can always talk to us 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag #TheChant and tagging one of us, both of us, yep. at WDBM, at WTB Sports, or both. So basically anything. Yeah. <laughs> and pretty soon we'll have Twitter stuff for this. We'll have a Facebook thing yep. for the chant here. So it'll make it and much we'll, easier we'll be, for everyone, and we'll just shout that out. And we're working on we'll, – we'll be having a logo reveal episode as yes. well. We'll also be uh, – we're looking at establishing Facebook Live stuff, so hopefully that will yeah. be running soon. We have a lot of stuff coming up for you folks. Um, but like Justin and I said, we always want feedback. We always want to talk to you folks. Mm-hmm. And really, 
the last thing I want to say before we wrap this episode up is I just hope, Justin and I both hope that you enjoy this episode. Yeah. Um, I just know if you did enjoy it, because this all depends on if you guys enjoy sort of the concept of everything that's happening here, everything that we've been talking about. And obviously every week there's always something new in the sports or music realm happening and we'll always be here to take some takeaways from it 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 is and i mean and and the idea it started about what two three months ago maybe um it's been in development for such a long time and justin and i we don't really see a lot of this if if not any of this concept going on and i mean because we both love music and sports Mm -hmm. so why not combine it together and we could talk about some of the major headlines and give you the news and our thoughts on it and that's our entire idea behind it um, so hopefully you guys um, enjoy this episode. Yeah. I do want to really do thank the eboard for allowing us uh, to pursue this podcast. Yeah, we we'll have not you, been able everyone. to do that with the support and the rest of the station. And a big shout out to my um, coworkers um, with Kyle Turk, the sports director, Joe Dandron, the assistant sports director, and Luke Sloan, the assistant sports editor, for also giving us a bunch of feedback when we were in the developmental phases to get to this point yes. uh again justin and i cannot be thankful enough yes um, and yes, then yes. finally i want to thank you the listeners for listening in uh to this new concept um yeah. and i'm just really excited to see where this show goes Same. you can always check out the content at impact89fm.org and i do want to say that the chant is accessible from both impact89fm.org and impact89fm.org slash sports under podcast. The chant, and it is one page as well, one page dedicated to the chant. Um, so all of the episodes can be found there. And we're also trying to figure out how to establish on iTunes. Eventually, you'll be listening to the podcast on iTunes as well. well I didn't know any of that. I'm excited now. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, this was Justin. That was Justin Bidwell. Hi, Bidwell. how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I was Hikaru Kudo. We thank you very much for tuning in to the pilot episode of The, the Chance. Chance.